Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Jazz Mostert, and you're listening it to is, look, it's Inside great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bulb, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickhead, you could say. It's just it's, they're just... There's, <laughs> Good racing, and I enjoy it. From the racetracks across Australia and around the world, here's Inside Supercars. This week on Inside Supercars, we hear from colourful racing identity, Betty Clemenko. It's more important that we have a harmonious, chilled atmosphere around us and a, and a place where we all can talk freely. We also find out about how diverse a communications department can be in supercars. In this day and age you need to be multi-skilled, you need to have uh, the ability to do a lot of different things. And we find out more about Dunlop tyres in 2017. So as long as the guys have got enough tyres to do what they want to do, uh, which they've worked very hard at to come up with a figure of exactly where it is, it'll be 428 tyres for the year per car. That's all coming up today. I hope you can stay with us here on Inside Supercars. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two level two the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Well, Tim Blanchard, a interesting chapter of your life about to start with uh, the wreck now being signed over to your cool drive team. Uh, yeah, it's uh, exciting for us uh, to have long-term involvement for the family and for our cool drive. So, yeah, it means I'll be racing next year. But, yeah, it's uh, good to have a long-term involvement for, for uh, us in the sport. Obviously, you have to lock in so many different things to be able to put a wreck bid together. Yeah. It was, uh, I guess, fulfilling to be able to then get this final tick of approval from the board? Uh, yeah, I guess there's a, a lot of things that happen behind the scenes to get to that point. So, uh, yeah, thankful it's all kind of worked out and uh, we can kind of just get on with focusing on racing. And how much of the infrastructure you need to do is going to be in place uh, before Christmas? Oh, well, there's not much we need to do, really. It's just, uh, yeah, I guess on paper we own own the licence, and but, you know, Brad Jones is going to run the car and you know, everything's going to continue as on as it did this year so apart from the paperwork behind the scenes there's not much really to do so the same chassis and all yeah, that sort of yeah. infrastructure. everything's same with brad jones racing as it is this year so won't won't be uh anything changing there an interesting comment you're going to be the driver next year but you're going to look at what goes forward after that yeah i'm not locked into driving so uh you know i'll drive next year and assess how i'm going around the enduros next year and if, yeah, if i'm not happy with the how my results then you know i'll look at putting someone else in the car well we hope you have a great christmas and look forward to seeing on the grid eclipsal thank you very much
After the break, we hear from Betty Clemenko. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as yeah, the cars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at the Fairway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. I had a chance to have a chat with Betty Clemenko about her Erebus supercar team heading into 2017 after the final race of 2016 in Sydney. It's been a hard year, and the fact that, you know, three moves in the factory, a lot of crew changing, staff changing, because when you have a new team, brand new, no staff, no nothing, there was just me and Baz and Daniel... And um, you have to you have to find the right pieces for the puzzle, and we had to go through a few pieces to find the right pieces, right pieces for the puzzle. But you know, these kids—that's what they were when they walked in. They were kids, and everyone thought that we were absolutely nuts. You know, they dropped Dave on his nose on their first try to do a pit stop. Then they came back and practiced and did a 4.5 when Red Bull did a 4.4 that day. I'll never forget that day. And each time I see them and each time I get to see them in action, they, they I just, you know, my heart just has a little bit more pride and more pride and more pride. And when I think I can give no more pride, it still has a little bit more pride. They do, they might not know that I appreciate them that much, but I do. They are an amazing team. David has said to me that this is the best culture and environment he's worked in in a race team. I guess that's something that's important, but also results are important as well. So how do you keep that and as well as start getting these results more on a more regular basis? Well, doing exactly what we're doing. It's sometimes... Sometimes it's... it's, it's look, for me, it's more important that we have a harmonious, chilled atmosphere around us and a, and a place where we all can talk freely you know this is this is a different type of team to every other team on the grid we're a, we're not we're not a, a team that has always neat clothing and you know we're not always in the same gear and but you know that makes us us and you know we're all oddballs and that's what it, part of making Erebus work and I think that We've done something unbelievable and now these kids can be- start believing more in themselves and Dave know- knows that he broke the monkey in the first year. And that's hard. He knew that at the beginning of the year. He, you know, he's, he told me, and I know there won't be any podiums this year, but you know, I know secretly he wanted a podium and he's, he's got one. Talking about Dave moving here, there was a lot of wonder about how Dave and Betty would get on. How did Dave and Betty get on? We get on like a house on fire. And actually, he gets on with my husband really well. Dave is born on the 3rd of July, and I'm born on the 13th of July. So we're the same star sign, we're the same everything. And, you know, we, we're just as stupid and cheeky as each other. But he's actually quite staid. He's actually just just a chill dude. 
you know, and I think that's it's a good thing. He does that. You know what? You ask stupid questions and you'll get stupid answers, and that's what was happening. People wanted him to be a clown, so he became the clown. He's not really like that. He's, he's got a good sense of humour, but he's not a clown. He's a very intelligent man. He's got an intensity to him that a lot of people don't either see or want to see. I love and it. That, but that can also be a, a very tough thing to manage. No, I don't. I don't see that at all because I, I'm married to Daniel. And Daniel is twice as intense as he is. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a piece of cake compared to Daniel, my husband. He's, I would say Daniel is the most intense person I know, you know, and, and I have three sons. So three sons and Daniel, oh, Dave's like a holiday. And I'm sure Dale, Dale and him together, I'll probably have to say, come on, kids, you know, no gold star today. That's my saying, no gold star. So Dave and Dale together, people are going, oh, my God, there's going to have... No, there's no, oh, my God, these guys are going to push each other. They're, they're not clowns. I'm not going to parade them around like silly little boys. They're intelligent men who can drive well, and hopefully they will push each other. You know, Dale needs to, I think, just calm down a bit and not try. I don't think he'll have anything to prove anymore once he's with us. You know, it's, um, they'll find their own peace between them, and they'll, they'll use it to, to, to bolster each other. My thanks to Betty Clemenko there. After the break, it's Paul Travaskas from Pro Drive Racing Australia. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett. You are listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates to tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm James Moffat. Hi, I'm Michael Caruso. And And you're you're listening listening to Inside Supercars. It's amazing how diverse some of the bigger supercar teams are becoming. Peter Travaskas is from ProDrive Racing Australia and is the communications manager. And I asked him about how his team works. Yeah, look, I think in the ideal world we'll have, we'd have probably you know twice the staff and, and three or four departments within the, the commercial side of our business. But the reality is that um, in this day and age you need to be multi-skilled. You need to have uh, the ability to do a lot of different things. Uh, and I think that um, the more skill sets that we have as individuals, uh, I guess the more value are for our team but also for our sponsors. So we have uh, around about 10 staff uh, within our commercial setup. Uh, and that covers everything from sales, as we've discussed, marketing and PR communications, digital uh, content, uh, through to uh, memberships, uh, corporate hospitality, which is a huge part of our commercial program. Uh, and then we use some um, related agencies um, to do video content production, uh, photography and graphic design. For the most part, we're either that business's primary client or they're pretty much an integrated part of our business. Um, we try and bring everyone in as close as we can because if they know our business and our clients very well, 
that's going to ensure that what we deliver for those people uh, is as accurate and high quality as possible. Social media has been the big buzzword for the last certainly five years. What's the next step? What's the next thing that you have to look at being able to provide a sponsor or to provide a business for a, a relationship? Well, I think that the digital communication side of things has really been the biggest change, especially in my time in, in supercars, and that's uh, been about 10 years in supercars and now almost seven years with, with this team. Um, when I started in motorsport, Facebook didn't exist, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, um, YouTube was just starting. So the, the makeup of how we communicate and how we market is substantially different to what it used to be. Um, that's a good thing because we've got a lot more tools at our disposal, uh, it's quite cost effective uh, and you can reach a, a large audience or a targeted audience quite easily. Um, but it's evolving rapidly. Uh, what was you know, in vogue six months ago may not be now. So from the start of the year to the end of the year, we won't do the same thing all the way through. We'll change our plans and keep them quite nimble. Um, the next step uh, at the moment, uh, it's definitely virtual reality and augmented reality. Um, anything that kind of gets the uh, viewer or the fan more engaged with what we're doing uh, is really currently the, the trend. Um, our sport's highly visual, um, it's fast, it's sexy, it's colourful, dramatic Um, it's quite technical but also you can be quite a casual fan and enjoy it so we offer a lot of different things to a lot of people and I think they're great platforms for us to be able to uh, tell our story better and almost put the person in the seat or in the garage with the team which is critical Well Peter there's plenty more we could talk about but uh, time has gotten away from us, thanks very much and have a great Christmas. Thanks Greg, you too Cheers. After the break we look at Dunlop Tyres with Kevin Fitzsimmons I hope you can stay with us Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Kevin Fitzsimmons is the head of Dunlop Tyres. I spoke to him after the Sydney 500 about the season that was. Uh, we've had a good year, actually. It's a good year. Get funny, that's funny. Um, it's it's actually been um, pretty hassle-free, really. You know, it's uh, The tyre's the been around for a while now. The teams know what it can and can't do, what its capabilities are, um, that type of thing. And, um, you know, it's... Uh, it's uh, yeah, been hassle-free, so you know, a couple of races to go. Hopefully we get through the same way unscathed. It'll be really good. With uh, testing during the year, a lot of focus was on the, uh, the compound t- trials that you Sorry, were doing. Yeah, how? Yeah. What was your what was your feelings on that, and how did you think that all panned out? Yeah, we had a, a very very good test at Queensland Race by the end of May. Triple um, Eight did it with Jamie doing the driving, and uh, we had five new compounds, two new constructions to try. Um, every criteria that Supercars asked us to try and meet, uh, they knocked it on the head. So it was really really encouraging, and you know we had a super soft tyre there, which was uh, extremely fast. Um, lasted exactly 60 k's which is what they wanted um, and then it just was uh, no drive she was worn out so um, no, very very encouraging um, it's led us to a new construction that will roll out for 2017 for the main series uh, it will be faster 
It's um, a different shaped tyre. It's a little bit stiffer, so um, mid-corner speed will be up a bit. It's uh, just a little bit more in drive out of the corners and things like that, and I think it'll be a very, very good thing. So we've got a bit more um, uh, factory testing to do as far as um, getting a tyre model for the teams, and they can put it in their simulation packages and, and uh, save them some track time. So I think it's going to be a really, really exciting thing for the category next year. For in very simple terms, for a layman, what's the difference in construction between the current tyre and what we're going to see in 2017? Uh, materials mainly. It's um, a different type of Kevlar overlay, uh, which goes above the inner liner of the tyre, and, and so the steel belts are bonded to. So, um, and they change belt angles of things. But the actual tyre itself is a totally different shape. It's um, the tyre we have now is quite rounded in the tread and rounded in the sidewalls. Um, this tyre is more like a GT type tyre it's a lot straighter in the sidewall and the tread area is sidewall to sidewall is very flat so it's actually putting more rubber on the road which is probably where the, the speed comes from You know, we're looking um, over a second lap we're hoping, expecting virtually all the tracks we go to um, so that'll come down to, to, to set up in bits and pieces, You know, hopefully we can get away with a little bit less negative camber on the cars uh, being a better steer tyre um, so uh, we're, you know, we're creeping up uh, seven and a half to eight degrees negative camber now, which is horrendous. Uh, the, and and uh, effectively, that's a compact patch of about three millimetres at most. Yeah, it, it's 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 um, basically the the um, the amount of rubber on the road when you see the cars sitting on the in the in the garages with no bumper bar on them. You see how much air is actually under the side of the tyre. It's pretty scary, front and rear. I mean, the the car itself. Um, rolls on from where it sits standard to when the wheel goes up 50mm on the rear to when the wheel droops 50mm on the rear it rolls on 3 degrees of camber so it's running through a big arc because it's got a short top arm so you've got to make the tyre live with that so if we can get more rubber on the road that assists with braking and it assists with uh, power down on the rear and it assists with, with turn in and mid corner speed on the front so um, I, I believe it'll be a, a, a really good race tyre for the, the guys will actually be able to have the confidence to dive up the inside of another car and not worrying about understeering past the front of them, so uh, it's something that should uh, really spice up the on-track action next year. Now you mentioned a number of different compounds. Will we see something like we saw in the the eighties, that qualifying tyre that just goes out? It's electric, but it falls off after three or four laps. We've got the option of doing that at this stage. We're going uh, down the path of um, you know, slightly softer than what we've got now. Um, it's the type of thing you, you can't mess with the program too much. You know, we need to. Uh, and get everyone get some races under their belt. Um, maybe by mid-year we can have a bit of a look for 2018 as far as whether they want to go to a super soft tyre or whatever the case may be. We can do all sorts of things. It's only a chemical mix. The construction doesn't change, so it's only the additive they put in. Um, we're all in the process still trying to save money, so whether they want to put a super soft tyre that only lasts 60 k's, but maybe two seconds a lap faster than what the guy next door's got um, that all comes down to race formats so um, we, we'll, we'll get some some more information from the whole field uh, as the, the first races unfold the start of next year and then from there um, we'll sit down with supercars, the tech panel and uh, have a bit of a chat and see what direction they want to go, we're, we're happy enough to do whatever they want to do uh, it's um, the type of thing, you know, if you've got enough tyres, you can do all sorts of wonderful things. And you look at some of the qualifying sessions we've had where they've had plenty of tyres this year, and it's fantastic. Where you, know, you talk to all the drivers, they love going out and driving the thing at 11 tenths. And you know, it's throw caution to the wind and you know, pedal through the firewall, and away we go. It's it's the, the one thing they drive. That, you know, during a race, you've got to look after it and get it in. But that qualifying buzz is, is is something pretty special for when they've got the availability of of, of you know, a lot of groups. So when the, the things are new, so. Um, 
Uh, that's a, a question for other people way above my pay grade. Um, you know, the, 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 as I said, we're, we're happy to um, to work with them and come up with a, a, something that'll work. You know, and um, if that's the direction they want to go, then all, all for it. But uh, when we did the testing back in May, the new compounds were on the existing constructions, and the new constructions were on the existing compounds. So they're only checking one thing at a time and um, it was really, really encouraging. So it may be a chance where they ask us to knock out some test tyres with the super soft compound on the new construction and really see what the thing will do, and um, I think that'll be uh, very, very exciting. And, Kevin, we, of course, had uh, for a long time heard we have to use the hard car compound at Bathurst, Phillip Island but, and New Zealand, but we have had this year soft compounds at tracks we hadn't seen them before. Have you been happy with that uh, development and the, the data you got back made you more more or less confident that we could try these tyres elsewhere? Yeah, we we, um, we studied the loadings on the cars and the length of time. Supercars come up with a, 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 a graph, if you like to call it that, of um, lap speed versus the G-force, both you know, laterally and longitudinally. And they had a threshold, and we picked the time that the car was above the threshold with the uh, with the loading on the tyre. And Bathurst, Pukekohe, and Phillip Island are significantly higher load for a longer period of time than what the other circuits are. So that's where it all came from. Um, and so the decision was made to return New Zealand to only uh, hard compound. Um, we run only hard compound at Clipsal this year because it works. You know, the racing at Clipsal for a long, long time has been exceptionally good. Um, we don't really need to increase lap speed there or anything else like that. It's all part of the spectacle with the thing sliding around a bit and everything and the you know, good passing opportunities and stuff. So And the race is long enough too. Correct, yeah. correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. So so we'll um, we'll look at that. There, there's um, some really clever people on that tech panel and, um, and, and the, the actual technical side of the supercars program now and everything else like that guys that have come from teams and got plenty of experience and everything and can use that and we've we've got a very very good working relationship with them and and uh, we're working with them to build what what they want as far as um um you know with the 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 racing events that they're going to whether it be a super sprint a super street the um the 250k race at at eclipse or um, yeah, that type of thing. Back to pit stops in New Zealand. So I mean, it's just just lots of variables. So as long as the guys have got enough tyres to do what they want to do, uh, which they've worked very hard at to come up with a figure of exactly where it is, it'll be 428 tyres for the year per car. Um, in yeah, it should work out really, really well. The racing this year has been fantastic. Multiple winners. Um, you just never quite know what you're going to get. The cream always rises to the top at the end of the season when everyone's tired. But uh, in general, um, things are, things are really, really good at the moment. So it doesn't really need to be messed around with. And in some. 2016 from Dunlop's perspective and probably uh, moving forward with the new three-year deal what's that going to mean for the company and for Dunlop Motorsport? Yeah it's you know it's, it's a contract everybody wants I mean it's um, it's the be-all and end-all of, of our series here in Australia sort of thing it's um, you know the GT series is rising up and and um, they've got some wonderful cars and some great drivers and bits and pieces and stuff like that and I mean but this is still a very sought-after contract it's the main thing we do with Dunlop in Australia we've got the Toyota 86 series as well this year which has come on board and been fantastic to get some youth in you know we need to, to look after the youth whether it be a stepping stone from karting or the Dunlop series 
this or whatever the case may be. So um, from a company point of view, we're pretty happy at the moment. It's uh, it's all going on nicely, and uh, but you can never sit on your laurels because, as I said, this is something everybody wants. So we've got it till the end of 2019. We need to start working on that, you know, January 1 next year to make sure we hang on to it for the next contract, which will be 20 to 24. Well, I hope you get more of a break than January 1 next year. So, uh, Kevin, have a great Christmas and look forward to seeing you Cheers. in Adelaide. Yeah, thanks very much, and uh, all the best to you guys too. My thanks to Kevin Fitzsimmons there, Peter Travaskas and Betty Clemenko. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.